Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Enterprise Fleet Summit. I'm Anthony Smith, Chief Economist here at FreightWaves, and I have the absolute honor and privilege to be chatting with one of the best in the industry. I have one and only Rick Larkin here to join us. He is the Chief Information Officer over at BCB Transport and owner of BCB Live. Rick, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Anthony, what's going on, sir? It's great to see you, Rick. Uh, everything's great on my end. Of course, it's a little bit of a different time now within freight and transportation. Um, the, the entire industry as a whole has really kind of, I would say, taken a step back for quite a few months. And now we're just kind of at this lull. And now everyone's expecting, okay, it has to go up at some point in time. Curious, of course, to hear on your end, on the enterprise side, what are going to be some of the biggest challenges that you've seen thus far? And how do those really kind of compare to what we see on the owner-operator side. Gotcha. Let me just kind of talk a little bit about the uh, the end of June. I will say this, Anthony, for the first time all year, and it seems like for a while, it did feel like an end of quarter at, at the end of June. So it was nice to see you had a lot of freight moving. Um, it just felt like the end of quarters used to be in a month in the quarter. It had been a little while since we saw like that, but we did see an uptick in freight, probably our heaviest uh, week of the entire year for both trucking and brokerage. So I thought that was a there was an interesting feeling around that time. You know, you felt the scrambling going on, looking for trucks. You know, uh, you know who are we going to give this to? Do we price it enough? It was the first time we had seen that and felt that in some time. You know, it was definitely a new feeling for this year. And I mean, that's that's really the big thing is that we're looking for those signs because, of course. We want to call a trend um, as it's starting to really kind of prop up but not be too soon to say, all right, this is going to be the new wave. And then next thing you know, it just kind of falters off. But when we're looking at overall demand for freight, of course, there's upstream, there's downstream. Downstream demand has really been propped up, of course, by uh, the jobs market and consumer spending, leveraging credit cards, stuff like that. We're going to be some of the biggest variables or factors that you see going into the second half of the year that's going to really need to be present in order to really prop up volumes overall. You know, I, I was just eating uh, lunch today with the bankers, and we talked about that specifically and talking about the interest rate hikes that we know we're going to see. And maybe we'll see another one here in the, in the fourth quarter as well. But, Anthony, I just tell you, sometimes I just feel that we are the psyche away a little bit from from making an upturn, meaning I just think when we hear another um, interest hike that it's, you know, obviously it's going to, it's going to create change. It's going to change how we buy. I think if we, you know, my feelings are that we go a fourth quarter perhaps with no um, rate hike. And I think that alone, because I think we felt a little bit about that in the set, in the, in the back half of the second quarter, Maybe that spurs a little, a little purchasing to to give us that uh, that fourth quarter that we didn't have last year. I mean, I can't think of ever a time that we didn't have a 
you know, that, that, that seasonality, that fourth quarter, that, that a uh, Christmas rush, it was like non-existent last year. Do we go two years without that? I mean, do you, do you, I'll ask you, I mean, do you think we, we go a, a December and November, December without that Christmas rush again? I think we can definitely see that there could be some activity, but I think really right now what we're seeing in the consumer, of course, there's so much spending on the services aspect of those consumers that have been able to hold on to their jobs, not impacted by layoffs, higher paying roles, or out traveling, they're spending money, hotel, leisure. That's where so many of the job openings are. And I think the big risk comes in when we see and if we see a shakeup in the job market right now that I think there's over 900 million job openings in the U.S., unemployment rate still under 4% as of now, and the initial jobs claim still in, I would say, code yellow phase, not in code red right now. So I think the job market is holding up to support some of that, but there's just so many catalysts that would say, hey, you know what, we have to slow this down, um, especially with looming student loan repayments, uh, credit card debt hitting record highs. There's so many of those headwinds, I think, are really going to be a potential, you know, stoppers for activity. But like you said, we've had some muted seasons and it, it would really kind of make sense to see some activity here for after what we've seen so far in the first half. It's just so many scary variables happening right now. Um, when you're looking at some of the positives for fleets right now, can you talk to where energy sits on that? Because Right now, energy has, has been something that we saw spike earlier on a few uh, quarters ago. But now, a, as of late, we've seen energy prices really kind of be a little bit down there. So that's kind of been a little bit helpful. Am I right on that one? Yeah, you know, so for the uh, for the for the asset side of the business, you know, we're blessed enough to, for most of us to have fuel contracts that are kind of baked in into into our contracts. So, you know, when fuel's up, you know, I'll I'll flip it another way. So. When fuel begins its downward slide, even carriers like us or, or, or large brokers, well, we also see that margin tend to slide because, you know, you're not paying that fuel surcharge to that independent contractor. You're paying market pricing is what you pay. So the lower those uh, that, that fuel comes down, we actually see it a, a, uh, affect us negatively on that brokerage side of the business. On the asset side for a, a you know, the, the, the larger carriers, well, we're going to have, uh, we're, we're protected. You know, when you're running 97, 98% of your freight with a customer, you're protected on that side. Again, though, who it affects is kind of uh, goes into our earlier conversation or the question you asked is that independent contractor side. Boy, I don't know, uh, you know, have I seen a uh, a tougher market for a lot of those folks in a long time? This is a this is a tough market. And and Anthony, I also think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough market for the independent contractor because you see a lot of uh, of companies that have independent contractors and say those company trucks, well, there has to be a decision at some point is that says that you have to make sure that your trucks are staying busy, they're staying productive, that that they're hitting the revenue that you have on your fixed cost. The independent contractor in general is comes in there and they take the overflow, they take that the surplus of freight, and when there's no surplus of freight. They don't get the miles that they were used to. They're not getting the percentage of the revenue that they were used to. And a lot of companies, I've seen that, and I and and I talk to people, and I've seen it ourselves. We've reduced our our uh, our trucking size from an operational from it from a from a truck count, but we haven't lost the freight. We're just 
taking that freight and moving it over to that logistics, that brokerage side of the business. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I think that that's brilliant right there. And I mean, Rick, we're looking at current market conditions, of course, like you said, just being active is going to really be the, I think the, the, the winning factor for a lot of folks, especially on the owner operator or independent contractor side, we're looking at new entrants into the market. Uh, what would you kind of give as advice if someone is maybe just now getting into the market, maybe they're looking to drive for an enterprise fleet, maybe they're just got their CDL. What are going to be some of the words of advice that you have for this current market that they're coming into? Yeah, for, so for the new entrants, and, and when I talk about the new entrants, if I'm referring to somebody entering into the business under their own authority, hey, don't, right? It's not the time to do it. If you're going to to, uh, to come on as a driver, as a independent contractor, as a company driver, it's just not a bad time to surround yourself with the larger companies. Now, you know, I know there's that, that, that you hear a lot of beef around that. If I'm talking to a new entrant right now, I'm going to say, you're going to hear a lot of rumors about these large companies, how they don't do this and don't do that. But here's the deal. In today's market, most of them have a great deal of contracted freight, which allows you as that uh, independent contractor or new company driver to, to perhaps get the miles you need. But it, will, it may also be the difference in you getting home to see your family, um, to create a life around it. For you that's just decided to go buy a truck, you're going to see a lot of cheap prices right now. We've seen prices now back into that the used trucks, the three-year-old, five- and six-year-old truck, going back into pricing we saw back in 2018 and 2019. So it may seem like a great time to buy a truck because the pricing's back down, but the pricing that you're going to get out there on that market, it may not justify it. And the big question still is, can remain around parts, you know, around around getting your truck in that shop and, and taking priority over those large carriers as well. A lot to think about when you're when you're when you're going to be an independent contractor in today's market. Number one, you're gonna live off the spot market pricing. And Anthony, I'm gonna say it, you cannot make a living today if hundred percent of your freight is in that spot market pricing. You can't make it in today's market. Now people are making it, Anthony, and 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 I and I and here's the reason why: if you're making it to in today's market off that spot market pricing, there's a good chance that something's sliding because you're going to pay yourself. You got to make sure you take care of of your family. We get that side there, but are you making your truck payments? And is that truck getting the maintenance that it needs to sustain itself? Um, you know, for the long haul, and that's the part, Anthony, that I just think is boy, it's a that is the big struggle with the independence today. It's definitely going to be a rough one, especially as we continue to move throughout this, the remainder of the second half of this year. And Rick, I mean, that was some amazing insight, especially for those that are looking to get in the industry or just now getting into the industry. And of course, over at BCB Live, you are the safest station in the nation and you are all about safety and education. On that front, what have been some of the trends that you've seen on the safety side? Have you seen 
overall at the, as an industry that their numbers have been really favorable, comparable to the past, and in terms of overall safety. You know, th- that's a that's a, that's a great question, and unfortunately, it takes so long for us to to get that data from the, from the government. But when I see the, the and I talk to trucking companies today, I do believe that 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 most of us have made a commitment to the to the safety equipment, to the the tractors that have the you know all the safety f- features that they have with it. Again, if you're gonna join a a company, that to me is a must. If you're gonna join a company and they're they're bragging about their trucks aren't governed, they're they're bragging about that uh, that is it's about how many miles you can get. That what that's what makes a good driver. Then those are another key that you're with the wrong company. At any time, Anthony, I will say this: there is no doubt that there's more pride in safety in today's trucking environment that's ever been there. And I know there's reasons why, right? We have all these lawsuits that are going on, but I genuinely think that trucking companies want to get you home safe, that that our job has turned from getting miles and doing all this to making sure that we get you home and to make sure that you get somebody else's family home safe while you're out there on the road. It has been amazing to me to see the transformation in our industry towards the safety side. It doesn't mean we're perfect. But there's more effort today, not just lip service, but 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 true, genuine, heartfelt decisions made on safety, really because of the technology that's out there today. Technology has been an amazing, um, amazing help towards trucking companies, towards this industry regarding safety. And that's a huge one. And I'm sorry if I misquote this, but at BCB, I believe it's be safe communicate, and if you can, be on time. Can you talk to about that C aspect of communication? Because I can only imagine that part really just doesn't go into, you know, communicating outside of the company, but also communicating within your four walls. Yeah, that communication, is there anything more difficult than that? Even when you sit next to somebody right here next to you, sometimes you forget, you, you forget to talk to about things you really should do. Communication, though, with our drivers, um, communication within within anybody's drivers has got to be there. Here's the thing. Communication just doesn't mean I sent them emails or I sent this message or newsletter went out. That's not communication. The communication piece that I speak about is what are you doing to really verbally touch their lives? What are you doing to make a difference? Are you really communicating? Are you getting in front of them? Does your drivers, do drivers around here, do they know where their strengths and our strengths as a company are? And when a driver doesn't know that, we haven't done our part to communicate them where we need help on the, on the truck side. Don't be afraid to talk to your people. It's something that's so critical to making a company successful, especially when you're dealing with the safety and the culture around safety. And Rick, of course, I have to end it off with this one. It's going to be around relationships because if there's one thing, of course, you're an educator. You you really kind of hone in on the safety. You you also are insightful, but it doesn't matter if you have all this knowledge in your head, if you're not able to communicate it efficiently, if you're not a people person, if you can't build out those relationships. Can you talk to that aspect of that being a relationship builder, being a people person, especially during slower freight times or freight environments? Yeah, so it's 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 so, so listen, as an owner of a trucking company, you may not be the jacks of all trades. Myself, you know, I may not be the uh 
that that warm and fuzzy person that you may want to come to when something's going wrong in your life. But I make sure I have people around me that are. But here's the deal. At the end of the day, myself, my business partner, anybody that's sitting in our office, there's one thing that's for certain is that your life is that important to us. That honest to God, I say this, and, and there is a love for our drivers within the company. And that's got to be the case at any trucking company out there. The love is just a thing of appreciation. The love is a thing that says, I'm going to get you back home safe. The love is, I'm going to make sure that you're making enough money to make a living because your kids have the same dreams that my kids do. And you as a mom or a dad, you have the exact same feelings that I have. We want to create success. Together, we've got to be able to do that. It takes a relationship because everything's not perfect. There are tough times in trucking, but we have got to bear down together and take care of one another. Things you can do out there on the road during tough times. Hey, fuel's expensive. Watch your idle time. Hey, get out and look. Make sure you don't back up into anything. And on the trucking side, hey, talk to your people. Make sure that when you sit them down for a day, you're not just paying them 25 or 50 or or maybe you don't pay them anything if they don't say anything. Take care of them. This is something we're in together. And if we truly want to make our industry better than it is today, and Anthony, there aren't people lined up to come and jump into this trucking industry. We've got to fix that. That's on us to fix. Until people are lined up saying, I want to work this, I want to be in this industry, we all have a lot of work to do. Rick, I don't know if we could have capped it off better than that. All I know is that that type of authenticity is something that you can't replicate. And it speaks volumes when you have that type of environment and culture because you're truly taking care of your people. The rest will all fall into place. Rick, thank you so much for joining me for this fireside chat. And if people want to reach out, how can they find you? You can email me at uh, rick.larkin at bcblive.tv uh, or bcbtransport.com. You can uh, look us on the website. Uh, you can tune in to, to bcblive.tv on YouTube, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. You know, we're going to be there because we are the safest station in the nation. Our job is to help you be a little safer. Awesome. Rick, thank you so much for your time. And thank you all so much for tuning in. Be sure to stay watching because we have plenty more content coming up. See you soon.